Hello, and welcome to the Medical Receptionist Network podcast show. My name is Siobhan Atkins, and I am your host for today. I wanted to make sure we got a show in on today because today is a big day for health care and health insurance. It is the last day to enroll in a health plan through the marketplace um, via healthcare.gov, and many patients will be changing over their insurance um, as well as possibly you yourself, um, whether it's through your employer or if you have insurance you know, privately this is the time to renew. And today is the last day for many people to do that. So it's a big day. It's going to be a day that will affect, you know, how your office moves forward, how your patients um, are making, you know, different decisions regarding their health plans. And that may result in many new patients for your facility that may result in a decrease in patients who can now, you know, attend your facility. There may be, um, you know, various increases in deductibles and coinsurances and, and co-pays, as well as the requirements. So, you know, if patients need anything um, as far as, you know, referrals and prior authorizations and things like that, that may change whether it's more or less or, you know, staying the same. Um, but that definitely always affects healthcare facilities in the earlier part of the year. And really throughout the year because you know as people are coming in that haven't been seen you have to get their new information and you know re reassess uh, their their benefits so today is going to be an unedited show I've had the opportunity to work with Lance Smith who's been doing our editing and adding our wonderful intro he goes by 10x millennial on Instagram but he I met him a couple years ago and he's been assisting with that but I really wanted to get this show out today so we're gonna skip that and return to it at the uh, during our next show um, so aside from the updates and healthcare for 2018 uh, going into 2019 wow we're going into 2019 that's amazing so it's been an interesting year and I hope definitely for myself and I hope many of you have had some great milestones um, in your life and you know within your career and have you know had some good experiences what I wanted to talk about today were certain different kinds of patients and what uh, you can do as a medical receptionist, you know, to better serve these patients, uh, maybe some suggestions and on what to do and what not to do with certain certain kinds of patients. I had about 12 to 13 written down, but we're going to probably focus on about seven of them today. So first, we are going to talk about the angry patient, right? Sometimes people come in and they are not happy. Now, sometimes it directly has to do with something that went on within your office, or it is just, um, you know, something else going on in their life where, you know, they're just passing on that kind of negative energy. But one of the things that I always recommend when you're dealing with someone who's angry, um, especially face-to-face, is not to become visibly irritated. For one, you have to keep yourself separate and understand that it's not a personal attack on you and you have to take yourself out of it because you know in your personal life if you get upset or someone's you know being rude or mean or you know angry with you sometimes you feel that blood rushing up to your head you get really you know you, you're ready to defend yourself but that's not what we need to do 
in our offices. You know, you can always support your office and in other ways and always, you know, support your coworkers and not, you know, put them down or agree with negative comments of patients. But when I'm talking about your one-on-one -on -one interactions with the patient, you know, try not to become you know, visibly irritated. I'm not saying to laugh in their face. Obviously, that is not the wrong, that is the wrong thing to do. But you want to kind of keep a neutral tone in your voice, a neutral, uh, you know, facial expressions, um, kind of keep yourself kind of soft so that you are able to listen. Because your job is to be an agent to find a solution. You know, you are going to be the person to whether you have to transfer this information to someone else or take notes or you know actually resolve it yourself you need to have a clear mind and on the other side of that is if an angry patient becomes angrier you may have to make some quick decisions to whether it's to protect yourself protect your office or you know have someone removed you have to have a clear mind to take the next steps for that to happen safely so you always want to, you know, keep yourself neutral and not become visibly irritated because then that shows them that you're looking kind of for a battle back and forth. And that's not what you want to do. You want to resolve the issue and get to the bottom of it. So also always redirect <clears throat> to get to the root of the issue, because sometimes when people are upset, they're going to, you know, go from one topic to another to another. But you need to redirect and say, you know what, I understand what's going on. Um, I understand all of your concerns, but let's look at issue number one first and let's see how I can help you with that. And just start chipping away and, you know, trying to resolve things um, in the best manner that you can. Um, because you cannot, uh, you let someone go on and on and on. You haven't come to a solution. You're kind of nodding your head. And, you know, you have no no answers for them because they're hitting you with so many different things at one time. You know, it's your job to kind of take control of that and say, you know what, I understand, you know, you thought your appointment was today. It's actually tomorrow. Let me see what I can do about that. And then, you know, go through whatever processes you have uh, within your office. Another kind of patient, it would be the chatty patient, someone who definitely likes to talk beyond the purpose of their call, beyond the purpose of their visit um, with you. You know, so you're at your desk, you're trying to do your work, they come in, um, you know, and they get registered, they get set up, and they're still kind of talking to you maybe about their children or about the drive-in because there was snow on the ground or, you know, they've been so tired because they've been working so much. So at some point, you should definitely make eye contact, acknowledge that you're listening to them, but also find a way to interject and just let them know, hey, you know what, I'm sorry to interrupt. I just wanted to let you know you're all ready for the doctor. Um, I'm just going to ask you to go ahead, have a seat, relax, and someone will be with you, you know, as soon as they can. Only because if you continue to engage, for one, they're going to kind of do that every time, whether it's you or, or anyone else. And, you know, you want to let them know that you're you're busy, you know, not not in a way to where it's like, I don't have time for you, but hey, you know what? I have other patient requests that I have to take care of. They have to be done by the end of today, but you're all set. I've taken care of you. Your chart is up. Go have a seat. And if you have any questions, we'll see you on the way out, you know, and just kind of 
shut it down in a way, in a positive way. <laughs> um, if you have someone over the phone, you're going to want to first, first of all, if it's a patient that you're familiar with, you're going to, you generally know, you know, as soon as they call the route that the conversation may take. So the first thing you want to do is get the information that you need to take a message, you know, make an appointment, um, mail them something, whatever it is, you know, just keep making sure. Okay. So I want to, I want to confirm that you need me to mail this letter to this address, um, you know, from this doctor stating X, Y, and Z. Is that correct? They say, yes. Okay, fine. You're making your note. They're still talking. That's fine. Once you've completed that request, then you can say, Hey, you know what, Miss Smith, it was really great talking to you. Um, I've submitted that message and, um, I'm going to, um, Let's see, what did I have here? I think, you know, I don't want to say I'm going to let you go because that's kind of, I think that's a little too dismissive. But, you know, you want to say, you know, I've completed your request. You're all set. It was great talking to you. Have a wonderful day or something to end it to kind of let them know, you know, we're, we're done. You know, I've, I've, I've done what you've needed me to do. And, um, you know, you'll get used to doing that or easier, you know, depending on what the situation is. And obviously there's going to be a level of sensitivity there. If the patient is talking about something uh, more serious and, you know, you know, always want to send them well wishes and, and things like that. You don't want to be dismissive. Um, you always want to have that empathy and caring, but at the same time, you can't sit on the phone with a patient for 10 minutes for a 60 second request because that's going to affect the you know, the overall efficacy of your job and what you're doing. And, you know, there may be other patients waiting who require, you know, assistance as well. Um, so definitely with the chatty patient, you have to get the information you need, do what you need to do as quickly as possible and, you know, find a way to, to cut it short. You know, when you have your moment to interject, just say, you know what, great talking to you. It was nice to hear from you. I'm glad you're doing well. Or, you know, I hope, I hope your son does great in his, his game and uh, we'll love to hear about it, you know, when you come in or, you know, just, you have to make sure you're, you're pushing it along, you know, just don't, um, be a sponge at that point because you are at work and you do have other patients to, to tend to and other responsibilities that you have to meet. Um, so next we have the M impatient patient. So some patients come in and, you know, I think the general expected wait time, maybe 15 minutes, most places, right? So you come in, you have a seat, you wait your 15 minutes. Next thing you know, you see a lot of other people going in and out. Um, granted, they don't know what other providers are back there. They don't know if these people are just going to the lab or just to be, you know, have their uh, history taken or what have you and they're seeing all this go on and then you know now we're at 20 minutes 25 minutes and no one has given them any update so a person who is already impatient is going to come to the desk they're going to address this with you so you always want to be on top of that kind of you know just your general waiting room um ethics basically and letting people know you know if you know about a wait let them know as soon as they come in um, you know, apologize for, for the delay, make sure, you know, they don't need anything, that kind of thing. Walk out into the waiting room when you can. And, you know, if it's a, a general announcement that affects most of the people in the waiting room, that's fine to do as well. Um, one thing that 
Um, and also acknowledge that, you know, you understand their time is valuable, especially when someone has come up to you and, you know, complained and whether I, you know, it doesn't matter if they have an attitude or not. It's your job to make sure that the patient is taken care of in the best way that you can, you know, within your power and, and your position. So, you know, you know, Ms. Johnson, I understand, you know, your time is just as valuable. We are just, you know, we have a delay for whatever reason. Um, you know, the doctor will definitely spend just as much time with you as he, as he has, you know, with his other patients. But um, I'm just going to ask you to give us a few more moments. Please have a seat. Uh, if you need anything while you're waiting, let me know. The other thing that I've witnessed in some offices so maybe a medical system comes out they come, or a nurse, they come out to take one patient in, right? So they're opening the door to the waiting room. So if you're really busy up front, why not ask that person to make the general announcement? It's not taking time away from what they're doing. They're waiting for Bob to walk up to the door and they can say, hey guys, thank you so much for, for your patience. We will definitely be with you as soon as we can. And they're closing the door and they're going back. So if someone does have a question, they will come up to you, but at least there's someone acknowledging that there is an extended wait time um, and you know that, that, that they're aware of it. And it's someone clinical, not at the front desk. So it's kind of a different department acknowledging the concern of the people who you know may be waiting or the person who is extremely, you know, impatient. It's just a different layer of, um, it's just a, a different way to, to address it. Now, it, that doesn't mean that's not your job to, to continue to monitor the flow. Um, but if you can have other staff there, you know, it's not them doing your job. That's just them assisting, you know, with notifying the patients of what's, of what's happening in your office. So I think that that's sometimes helpful. Or, you know, if it's only one or two patients in the waiting room, they'll take in the next person and then they'll acknowledge the other person directly and say, you know, we'll, we'll be with you as soon as we can. Um, and, you know, they may even have more information than you at, at that point because they are working the back and they're, you know, taking patients in and they know about how long, you know, for a room to be open, etc. So now we have the sick patient. <clears throat> now, granted, we work in healthcare. A lot of people are sick, right? But I mean sick as in I'm coming in with the flu, I'm actively vomiting, um, you know, perhaps I have a, a chronic illness that just affects me daily and it's visible that I'm, you know, in pain or very ill on this particular day, you know. So a lot of times they may not be in the best mood. Um, always, you know, again, check in with them, make sure they don't need anything. I mean, simple things like a glass of water, all offices don't have tea and coffee, you know, in the waiting area, but maybe, you know, that could be of use to them. Um, if someone is visibly coughing and sneezing and, you know, offer them a mask. If you have empty rooms, if it's your protocol to, to offer people um, which hopefully, you know, if you're if you're a large enough office and you have the space, it's always great to separate someone who may contaminate, you know, the entire waiting room. Offer them, you know, to wait in a different space. It's not going to speed up their appointment, but it's going to give them a little privacy and keep the germs kind of contained. Um, also, you know, make sure you have hand sanitizer or let people know where the bathrooms are. Um, 
And, you know, once that person or those people, you know, leave, especially if they have flu-like symptoms, things like that, you know, take a Lysol wipe and, and, and wipe down the waiting area because, you know, the rooms are being cleaned after each patient, but the waiting room generally is not. And a lot of times, you know, it, it doesn't take much to, to kind of spread germs um, that way. So definitely be on top of that and, you know, just show concern for these people because you know that they are a priority perhaps on that specific day because of, of the issue that they're experiencing. And so that brings me to showing a sense of urgency. Uh, so showing a sense of urgency, if someone comes in your office and they're visibly ill, you know, you need to attend to them because, you know, if I'm in or, you know, you have someone else in for a hangnail and, you know, somebody else is in for ringing in the ear, the person who is has a fever and is vomiting is going to be a priority. So show that sense of urgency. Make sure you let your clinical staff know that they're there and, you know, they don't look well or, you know, whatever the case may be. Whatever the protocol is for your office, follow that. And sometimes, you know, maybe you guys weren't expecting it so it's kind of a surprise oh someone you know especially if you're in urgent care and family medicine you know people may not have an appointment they're coming in and they're you know this sick make sure you're letting your clinical staff know and just having that circle of communication so that that person can be taken care of um because you know it's not every day that you you're going to you know be in that state and, and have to seek medical attention um, outside of the emergency room um, next we have our elderly patients. Um, one of my things that I, I really, <clears throat> excuse me, learned, you know, you just cannot, you can't rush <laughs> people. You know, you shouldn't rush people in general. When you're dealing with an elderly patient, just because they're moving slow does not mean uh, that, that their mind is not with what they need to be doing. So if they're taking a lot of time to, to fill out paperwork, it's just going to take them that much time to fill out the paperwork and you have to kind of be sensitive to that and you can offer help. Maybe they have a problem, you know, seeing something, maybe their, you know, their hand is shaky, you know, and this is not only elderly patients, this is with many patients, but especially with your elderly, elderly patients, you want to, you know, be mindful of that and pay attention, you know, to that um, and just don't, don't rush them, have patience with them and, you know, just be be as um, accommodating as you can um, in, in that instance. Um, and hopefully your office has certain things in place that will, especially if you're in ger geriatric medicine, um, you know, to help speed things along, help uh, make things a little easier um, for your elderly population. Um, another thing is to listen to them. You know, don't put words in their mouth. Sometimes people talk really slow and you are just trying to do your job and you you know, they're trying to get something out and you're kind of trying to figure out what they're getting at and you just start saying things and assuming, you know, we, we just, that's not a good practice in healthcare because what someone may be trying to say is not what you're thinking. So, you know, always try to listen to them. And if you do make a suggestion of something, maybe they, they, they're not spitting out or they're, you know, it's just not coming to mind say it, but then say, is that what you meant? Or, you know, confirm it with them and get a yes back, you know, to make sure that you are on the same page 
Um, and that can, you know, and that, that applies, I think, with many patients as well, you know, just to make sure, you know, you're not just assuming what someone wants over the phone or in person and you're, you know, you, if you, if you know the answer or you know, you know, exactly what they're referring to and you say it out loud, get that confirmation, you know, say, you know, is that what, is this what you meant? You know, do you need X, Y, and Z and, and let them answer you back. So you have to have the patience and you have to listen, listen to them. Um, all right. We're at number six, I believe. So we have the nervous patient, right? Some patients are very nervous. It may just be because they're going to a healthcare facility. It may also be because they are expecting certain results, or maybe they're coming in for a procedure or something of that nature that would heighten their nerves and, you know, their <clears throat> anxiety at that time. So, you know, if they come in and, and they're expressing that to you, you know, just let them know that you understand that they're very nervous. Let them know that your clinical staff is going to take care of them and explain everything to them, you know, and also, you know, just also have them sit in the waiting room, you know, to relax until they're called in and just show that compassion, understand, don't dismiss them. Um, because that doesn't help, you know, if you're already nervous and then someone at the front desk is dismissive, that does not help them going into now the patient room to, to experience whatever they need to, to go through next. If you have someone who's on the phone and maybe they're nervous or they're, you know, if you have uh, to take a message, maybe they're waiting for a nurse to call back. Again, you know, just be very reassuring, compassionate on the phone with them and just let them know, you know, we'll absolutely get back to you get the answers that you need right now while you wait, please, you know, put yourself at ease and so-and-so will, will call you back before the end of the day. And I will let them know that, you know, this is, um, you know, you let them know, you know, Hey, I'll, I'll let our nurse know that you're, you're really nervous or you're really anxious about this. Hopefully they'll be able to get back to you a little sooner than, than usual. So we can ease your mind. You know, you just have to say certain things, um, within what your office can do. I mean, don't, you know, promise someone something when you know that the doctor's not in for two days, you know, don't do that. But even if, um, if there is someone who's nervous and they, they need to speak specifically to a doctor and they're calling time and time again, then that's up to your, you know, nurse manager or your nurses to, to deal with that because sometimes, um, they can call and maybe they're not going to give the answer, but maybe they're, they're better at intervening and, you know, easing the patient's uh, nerves and calming them down a little bit until they can get the answer from the physician. Because sometimes, you know, you just can't give people what they want right now all the time, but whatever we can do as a healthcare community to, to help our patients is what we need to do. And sometimes we have to take those extra steps um, in making those extra calls and, you know, taking the calls and, you know, spending that extra minute uh, with our patients. Okay, the last one that I'm going to talk about today is patients with an accent. I cannot tell you how many times I would receive calls that were transferred to me because someone would say, I don't understand what they're saying. I pick up the phone. The person is clearly speaking English. Granted, they may have a very strong accent, which is fine. So what does that mean? That means you have to listen a little closely. That means you may have to ask this person to repeat themselves, you know, or say, hey, you know what? I didn't understand that. Can you repeat it? 
um, or if you thought you understood it, repeat it back to them and say, is this the information that you'd like me to you know, pass on? Or is this what you're requesting today? Is this the day that you're looking to have an appointment? Is this the doctor you want to see? You know, But don't just as soon as you hear a voice that doesn't sound like yours, be dismissive of that and intolerant of that. Because that is, you know, any office is welcome to any patient from anywhere. And sometimes it is very off-putting when someone just immediately has no patience for you because they cannot understand you as easily, not as clearly, but as easily as they may understand other patients. So your tolerance and your professionalism really come, um, really are important at this point, you know, when you're dealing with, with that. And some people, I mean, I've seen countless people be very frustrated by this and it kind of makes me sad because it's, it's like a little intolerance and, you know, we're treating everyone, you know, I don't care what, what you're working, whether you're in, you know, primary care, pediatrics, obstetrics, orthopedics, all people need care. So everyone is not going to sound like me. Everyone's not going to sound like you. Everyone may not have you know, speak perfect English, but they are speaking English. So you have to, you know, just maybe put on your thinking cap, block out everything that's going on around you, listen to them, and you'll, you will be able to, you know, take care of that patient. And that's, and that's really important. Um, you know, everyone has to be included and feel as a part of your practice if you want to continue, you know, to welcome, welcome new patients and, and patients from other cultures, other countries, and, and you know who speak different languages. So that's all I have for today. Um, I would love to hear your feedback on how you are able to um, handle certain patient situations with different types of patients and different scenarios in your office. We would love your feedback on that. Um, if there's anything, uh, I still have a few listed that I haven't talked about, and I may do a, another show on that. But if you have any any you know different scenarios that you'd like feedback on, definitely email me at info at medicalreceptionistnetwork.com. Um, feel free to visit our website at medicalreceptionistnetwork.com. The holidays are coming, so we do have our Medical Receptionist Handbook available on Amazon, and you can also... Um, order that directly through our website. We have the Medical Receptionist Success Training course also available at our website. We will be um, continuing to, to provide new content and do some partnerships into 2019. And we're definitely looking forward to that. So thank you so much for listening to the Medical Receptionist Network podcast. I am Siobhan Atkins. Have a wonderful week.